you in hearing the news we'll have satsang in five minutes or something. What would be any different? I mean what what would it mean or imply? So just maybe a kind of a focusing of attention or I I mean what would it mean to say that? Because we don't I mean normally we formalize satsang on Sundays because arrangements have to be made by people who are coming from outside and need to know if something is going on that they can attend or something like this. But And maybe here, to some extent, we have to do that, because some people now are called to be in a meeting. So there are practicalities about it. Because for myself, I'm speaking for myself now, I don't know what, uh, what, why I say this. Let's, have, let's meet soon for satsang in five minutes. I don't know why I say this. What does it mean? Even Maybe to remind or to draw people's attention to to get some feedback by checking in what's what's happening in you day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. How is your life? How are you? Who are you? I think there are some terms like um a novice monk or something, mimic show state, stage, where I think you call it a novice monk, where um, there's an interest in the search for truth, but it's shared also with a very human personality, and uh, some practices done, reminding, chantings, and so on are done like that. And there is the the state of a sadaka, which is one who is really in a state of continuous contemplation on the self, irrespective of whatever activities we're doing. So whether you're you're washing plates or building a building or having a bath or talking with people, your inner state is becoming mm, constant. Inwardly, your state is not being pulled into your activity. So the ground state is an evenness, meaning empty of personality. Outwardly, actions are taking place. Attention also is present with the actions appropriately. But inwardly, there is a, a serenity and evenness of mind, non-personal, or impersonal mind. So what I wanted to put out a little bit is, where are you in this? Because we came here as an invitation for myself, say those of you who have this pull, to come to clear understanding 
And when I say understanding, I don't know if you understand what I mean by understanding. Because understanding for me is not merely a mental thing. It's not, okay, yes, I understand. But I understand. Uh, the understanding I speak about is that you have reached, you have attained that non-dual recognition, which requires no practice in itself anymore. A sadhaka is one who is practicing something. A jnani is one who is not practicing anything, not attached to practice or non-practice, has no independent existence, is not a seeker, or even a finder, even is not called that anymore. Doesn't go by any definition that you will find in any book. You're again in your supreme state, meaning that free of egoic identity. The pulse is still there, maybe some superficial traits might still be there. Some fragrance from conditioning might still be there. But there is nobody there. There is not a tenant in that way. Reactions are taking place. But as long as this body is here and the vital force is there, and consciousness is there, there will be some small residual impressions from our conditioning will still play on the surface, but it will not such thing as being overwhelmed or overpowered. Maybe momentary sensations in you, but they cannot endure. So I'm having a checking in today like that with you to see if what I'm speaking about resonates, if most of your time is still the function is coming from a person who is doing something, who has a life, because it's beautiful here in Sahaja for that reason. Because I can watch you closely. I have opportunity of sharing satsang with people from all over the world now. But I only see them in the context of formal satsang, where we meet, we have focus time for a few hours, a few over a few days, and so on, and then you go away, and then you're you're what you may call your private existence or your terrestrial existence goes unnoticed by me. I'm not in that. I only see you in those times when we sit down together and we're sharing, you ask your questions, we have some interaction, and we bow to each other, OK, bye, next time. But you have the chance of living with me. We're living together. So I can see you more not only in formal satsang, but as we are working together and talk, and when we eat together, and uh, you know, the different things that happen around here together. So I get a broader sense of what you take from your satsang, and how that is applied in your life. Because we cannot say, the world, the world. This is also the world, to a point. You are living with other human beings, interacting, and through this interaction, they are kind of a reflection of also our inner state. We are that, somehow. Have we gone beyond the kind of blaming of other, and really bringing things more inside to reflect on what 
the sense of other imparts to you, allows you to see, or so on. So this is the beauty of being here. Maybe the challenge also, but the reality of it, that the satsang is also being expressed in its physical aspect, in its practical aspect, in its day-to-day aspect. So it's all one thing. It's all one thing, and that we don't compartmentalize ourselves. That you can do everything, whatever is going on, you can do. But inwardly, who are you? How are you in each? Throughout your day, what is? What have you fully mm, grasped? You know. And I would like to get some feedback. Yeah. I was contemplating this actually today because um, I've been very uh, engaged with my mind with the working aspects of thinking and needing to communicate and also use the thinking faculty to proofread and to look at meanings and keep track of the schedule of things to do and there's actually a lot of doing that is happening but somehow it seems to be happening in a way where I'm not getting tired by it. So I'm managing to like somehow s- I don't know, surf through all these things, and it doesn't seem to be even when things don't go right. Somehow mm. there's it doesn't seem to enter too deeply. But today there was doubt coming up that maybe I'm not taking enough time to be still or to be quiet or. Mm. To just sit no. in satsang with you, for yes. example, yeah. and yeah. I was not sure how much attention to give to these doubts. Mm. But then today, I just had this very strong feeling instead of going back up the office and diving straight back into editing, just to come in and sit and hear you bring this exact thing that I was contemplating. So somewhere, there's also feels like everything is flowing. Mm. This is very good. Because we get little promptings from inside, the more you are spending time, the more sensitive you should be becoming, the more intuitive, sensitive to to the inner the inner vibration, more than the externalized attention and mind like that. It works more subtle. The mind is becoming more refined. Less predictable, but very still. The manyness of things are being held into a kind of a centrality, a sort of neutrality, which is now the colour of your being. Is becoming this kind of neutralness. So everything is being pulled into it more. And so the, the, the tendency to for of the mind going into a kind of fragmentation of busyness and oh it's too much and you know, this should be cutting very fast, like squeezing lemon juice on some slimy thing. It should cut it straight away. If it is enduring more and more, it's because still there is continued investment, there is still some heat being supplied, 
to these kind of divisive energies, things should start to go more your way. When I say your way, I don't mean you desire to do something, but more taking the temperature of your inner being. Things outside, they are being sort of caught in the net of your being. They are being pulled in more into that silent state more. Always more distant. And when I refer to yourself, when I say you, I am not speaking about you personally. I don't know what the you personally mean. I mean yourself as consciousness, the one that has no contours, who is not doing anything. I wanted to say earlier, is there something greater than peace? Is there something greater than peace? The Self is greater than peace. The emptiness is greater than peace. Because you can say that peace and joy are the, the perfume of the Self, but the Self is not limited by peaceful states. It doesn't define or affect its immutability. So no environment, no situation can affect uh, the self-state. Emptiness is, is a very good indicator of what I'm speaking. But not the emptiness that is being imagined by the mind, which is a kind of void or something. The emptiness which is the self, indefinable. So peace and joy, love, wisdom, these are the perfumes that come out of the self. What does it mean by human being? Does a human being mean ego? What is human being? What does it mean? Ask what does human being mean? You say you say consciousness. Another name for consciousness must be. You are this. You know, actually, I ask this question. You are deciding what it means. Actually, it has no meaning outside of you. So you are determining the meaning of it. I wonder if you follow this thing. You determine the meaning of something according to your own capacity. Because you could equally answer and say, human being means ego, basically. I mean, what is it? What does it imply if you say consciousness? Yeah. It's, it's like um, being a lens for experience, mm. like a window. We, we have these bodies and it's a, a way for awareness to experience this existence. How much personal stuff is mm, preoccupying our attention? How much more, how much in personal investments there are? will determine how truthful our statements we make are.
if we've come to that place where genuinely, genuinely, mm, you're empty. That emotions can display, manifest, but they are like waves on the surface only. A wave is not attached to the ocean. It is the ocean also. It's the ocean's activity. It's not attached to the ocean. It is the same thing as ocean. The ocean is not determined by the play of the waves either. But genuinely, inwardly, are we wearing or carrying the the weight of the egoic presence? Our self-belief is shaped also with ego or not. Anyway, going further, deeper, more inwardly, behind this screen, where these differences would seem to matter, but beyond this now, beyond that field of comparison, uh, because if there are comparisons, it is something that we are. It's an activity that we are engaged in. We are one looking and saying yes, and maybe sometimes. So, beyond the world of sometimes and this and that, and I don't know if I, of the I also, of the I me, also. So now the I me is almost like, uh, if you imagine you're in a sort of like a space ship and you're leaving now first you leave your your village and then you then you see the the city then you move up a bit and you see your country and you move up you see the earth and you move up you okay far up so then you see the earth then everything that is contained on the earth now about the earth i mean also your, your world also now not just the earth now but your world also the world that you your emotional world psychic world Psychological world, all of it. Something has receded back now. So all of these become like objects in you now. Where are you? Genuinely, do we have to get into the ship? Ship also is phenomenal. The moving back also is phenomenal. I mean, it is also seen. Is the seer also phenomenal? These things, before you get answers first, you must be identical with what you are speaking. If you are going to answer any of these questions now, if you attempt to, then you must be that. Answer from that. Don't speculate. Don't want to speculate. Answer from out of your being. Let the answer come from your being, not from your mind. If the, if an answer is needed, even, but you may comment something. That ultimate one. And when I speak about ultimate, I'm not pointing outward towards anything or any object. The most refined, even refined, is not true. Refined is a process, and this is not a process. No. What is the point of all of this then if we 
of what value is it and to whom would it have a value even so now even value becomes phenomenal you understand what i mean by phenomenal in this context i mean it has some texture it has some quality it is perceivable it is watched it comes and goes it is not steady so even value also is this thing for whom is the value no cynicism must be there i say this so that the cynical one cannot hide also cynical one is also going to be phenomenal also going to be the something also so are we straining to be where i'm speaking or not are we straining to be where i am speaking is it requiring effort to stay here will not effort also be watched also would you be able to remember this will not memory also be phenomenal and the one who needs to do it this is a sacred knowledge not secret knowledge it's a sacred knowledge a sacred knowledge because only very rarely will even the aspiration to look arise in the human consciousness because it's not something that anybody i benefit i benefited from it there's no i to benefit from it even this is looking in the mirror when you yourself have no face why do we bother with all of this it doesn't matter even though in every being this truth is undismissible the truth is there yet very few need to get it i don't know why i don't know if there was an age when hundreds and hundreds or thousands and thousands of people understood this truth although billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of human beings who walk on the planet or felt a world or an existence have come to this place it is like traveling all over the world but there's a place very few people ever can come to and this place is inside yourself if you want to call it a place it's not really even like a place what is the point of it what is the point of it the end of suffering is the point of it the end of delusions is the point of it to be one with the experience of the highest truth and not to come out to recognize that you are timeless eternal undying that is the point of it and end to the the troubles that come out of duality and yet to see the divine in duality 
is the point of it. To be free from egoism and the dominance of the egoic mind is the point of it. To transcend all practice is the point of it. To know the unpracticed being is the point of it. And then somehow to be able to be in the world again, so to speak, with a pure mind, without cynicism, without judgment, and see that this is that, and that is appearing as this also. To have the experience of love, of sharing, of compassion, of wisdom, of experiencing, without delusion, is the point of it. The spoilt consciousness, which you may call the deluded mind, is going to keep putting in front petty things to occupy and preoccupy our attention. To what extent we get entangled in this pettiness will determine how easy it becomes for us to drop these things. Because like now, maybe fifteen minutes ago, maybe you had some notion some things may have been troubling your mind, which should not be anything for you right now, if you have really heard, if you are really present in what I am pointing. They are nothing at all for you. They are so far. It's, it's not even. They're not even far. Even they don't exist. Not that they are far away. They don't even exist. This ought to be the outcome of any authentic, sincere introspection into the truth. You should be able to do this for yourself increasingly. With anything that comes up in the world, in the in the life, and oh, this person did this, and I'm not talking to this, that should not anymore exist here. Not around me either. Should not let your mind descend into those regions where we are intimidated by the play of duality, distracted from the truth, or so. As much as possible, we refrain from. Presenting you with handfuls of rules. We started like that, but then rules had to keep coming in a little bit because you would not do without them. I remember one point in the Bible where someone asked, was questioning Jesus about the, the law. What is the highest law? What is the highest law, the highest rule? And he said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your being, and to love your neighbor as yourself. He said that that in those two, fulfilling these two, every other law is fulfilled. Every other intention is fulfilled. Every other greatness. Every highest aspiration is fulfilled in that. To love the truth, to love the God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength.
your being and to love your neighbour as yourself. Now that's got a lot of people. How you can love your neighbour as yourself? You can only love your neighbour as yourself when you know who you are. Because in knowing who you are, you will know who they are and you will not find any difference. So this is a love that is just the natural love, effortless love. Just like you are quick to forgive yourself, well, some people are not so good. The only way you cannot forgive yourself is if you are the ego, mostly. And if you are not the ego, there is nothing to forgive, actually. Whatever is troubling your mind, when you have brought your mind into your satsang, nothing should be left. Nothing should be left in you. Not one tiny mini virus of the mind should be left in you. When you bring your mind to satsang inside your heart, when you bring your mind inside your heart, nothing should be left of the old regime of mind. Then mind and being are one, no different. Nobody should go to satsang, to go to temple, to go to church and come out with your ego. It means you cannot come out of church with your ego and you cannot leave your ego in church either. Mean it doesn't exist. You see it's non existence. You don't kill. You cannot kill what doesn't exist. You can only understand the mistake. Your mind should not be able to prevent you from being inside your heart. And this is a lesser thing, you know. Maybe for some of you, after such an introspection, inside, outside mean nothing for you. You can open your eyes or close your eyes, look inside and see if you can find you. As any image, as any story, as anything created by time, what is there that you can call you or true or real that you can convey with the words? And yet, finding nothing tangible that can be presented, you are in the might of your being. Not being able to find anything tangible that you can show, no colour, no design, still you are in the might of your being. In whom is such a thing grasped? So don't let this introspection end in merely a feeling experience, because it is possible to feel that which you are, you can say, but to register it as an experience, which then 
brings it into the realm of time, meaning it has a beginning and end for you. You phenomenalize yourself, therefore it cannot last. You will see and say, Oh yes, I've lost it. Who sees this delusion? Sometimes when we look in this way, you discover a kind of tension. Not a tension, but a tension that comes with this seeing, with clarity of seeing. It can somehow feel like there is a kind of tension inside. Don't give that to the mind. And don't even try to analyze that. It will itself dissipate into pure peace. Often it just means that it catches something inside and it's burning. No work for you to do. There's a time when whatever concept you try to hold, you cannot hold them. There is just a sort of vibration. A subtle hum, a humming, you want to call it. Not the physical humming, not the physical humming which is produced by the physicality of being. I'm not talking about the hum that comes through the flowing of blood and the beating of the pulse or nothing like this, not coming just from the body, but behind this I'm talking. Anybody has anything to say? Wondering a little bit something because there is a certain kind of effortlessness and, and a feeling of being which is somehow like a phenomenon. Mm. And then but something inside me kind of mm, feels that, that that's not the highest mm. truth, that there, there is still awareness that, that's always there, mm. that is not something that, because this effortlessness and this comes and goes. But very often there is not somehow the inclination or something like that to... Sometimes it happens that my thoughts are kind of pointing a lot into this awareness. But then often that feels like somehow effortful. Mm. The thoughts pointing to awareness is watched in awareness. Mm. Then they should not create any sloppiness there. It's not that somehow it's already watched. It's like the thoughts in that at that stage would be producing an intention or a practice to try and do something. It's almost a, it's almost as though you could be placed behind the thought trying to get to awareness. But that is already watched in awareness. As soon as it is recognized that it is another movement arising in awareness, it cannot go any further. Right there it dissipates, it dies right there. That that intention or that invitation to do that. The effortlessness is a good indicator, in fact, because 
what will happen is that in your daily life you should be less heavy in your dealings your interactions with existence with life not with existence in existence because you're not apart from the existence but the interactions that happen between the bodies people and so on it should become more this quality of effortlessness because the ego is not there if the ego is taken out of the mix everything is flowing so this is sometimes like quite a lot actually when there is a feeling of responsibility uh, this is not fully trusted this effortlessness yeah. but some something the action comes more out of some projection and mind is like i i see myself um But listen, consciousness can do that. It can do that. It can take up any position, any role without strain. It determines within itself whether that is going to be a strain or not. You see, even the play of responsibility, it has its place. There's a time when it is totally appropriate that you have a sense of responsibility if it doesn't become a kind of like a deep obligation that does that then becomes quite oppressive. It doesn't mean that. You see, it just depends how you use your consciousness if someone votes you into a position that you know you cannot cope like this then you are sufficiently aware enough to say no i cannot take that little things happen in that that somehow you discern whether that role would be accepted is being accepted because it is being used to to you know sort of um decorate the ego or whether it's genuinely something that right now for the time being the consciousness will play this role this is fine it's it's you within your own consciousness that determine whether that will be oppressive to you or not you see so let's not rule out anything and say okay i never ever want to do no don't define or limit yourself your consciousness just stay empty and in staying empty which means that you are ready that is naturally there staying empty it means that whatever is needed in the moment will arise without any um you may call it uh, any distraction you see it just arises spontaneously to meet the needs of what is there to answer those needs and then to return to silence effortlessly this it is somehow is not always but often it's not somehow trust that it comes like that but there's a feeling that I need to somehow do and I need to manage and, and whatever and then mm. it depends it depends on what you mean by that if if you keep it light and if you keep your attention inside your awareness itself it won't cause any trouble what you're speaking you see it's only if you then start to get pulled into form again to be a person doing something then it becomes oppressive If you stay as consciousness you will not feel oppressed by anything at all. You will just know it's yeah this is enough for the moment and that's fine and so on. And you're not taking a reading of any actions or the reactions of people or your own self as being in that meaningful because the more you go into that the more you're forming yourself into some tangible kind of entity with all its own idiosyncrasies and strangeness. Just stay as the consciousness and everything is moving swiftly. You see? 
it's just moving like this. Not, nothing, nothing at all. You stay empty. You're not catching anything to turn it into a memory. If something is recorded and turns into a memory, it's happening totally spontaneously. It is not being dictated to by the mind or the person. You see. The person has no holding in it at all. There is only the, there's just the space and uh, the feeling of being and the activities that arises inside the beingness, but they are very fluid, and always the beingness is the most pronounced. The most pronounced is just the, 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 vib- the vibration of being, and not the little stories and the little things. It doesn't get caught up in those niches at all. It's just that open, open space of being. And nothing has the power to den- lock itself up into the form of a problem. Nothing at all. I, I have, um, my whole life, I have uh, had a sense of uh, responsibility. I've had a sense of mission. And um, the last three years, I guess, uh, with inquiry, it's like uh, this profound trust that how I perform or don't perform or what people think about it or what I have to do today, none of it matters. There's there's plenty to do, mm. but there's no worry. Yeah. Just it's like being taken uh, along, yes. and not um, making making it. Yes. Push. Yes. Life carries life. Life lives life. Life takes care of life. And you are life. You're not someone living life. You are life itself. So, in a way, in the seeing of this, it's almost as though your your diary gets thro- just torn up somehow, because you are not the one creating the day. If you have a creative function. It is just to cooperate with your own existence. It's just to say yes, if you want to say it like that, because the whole thing is moving by itself. It's been always moving by itself. The only difference is what the mind creates out of that. The mind says, takes a particular perspective, takes a particular color out of it, wants to register this, turns it into memory. Memory becomes your your historical data or whatever it is. Then you you roll yourself up into something. Otherwise, pick you up and put you in the middle of Manhattan. Ten minutes, take you out, put you in the middle of Sahara Desert, put you in the center of uh, Dublin, take you out, put you in 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 Chinatown, whatever, and it no change is taking place in you. Subtle things, subtle. But inside, nothing is taken. Mind is very clean, like this. Just the waves on the surface. That's all. Nothing. 
also this idea of this purpose, the great purpose, that will also just get washed out. What is my purpose for being here? Your purpose is to find out who you are. That's the main purpose. And then see if any purpose survives after that. So much trouble is caused by this obsession about, I need to find my purpose. If God has a purpose for you, be sure you will not avoid it. So what we must mean then is some creative participation to create my purpose, rather than find my purpose, if there is a purpose to be found. Something is living so beautifully, so naturally unfolding, so powerfully and naturally unfolding out of itself. It does not need a concept of purpose. It is satisfied every moment. Sometimes I've, I've, I've felt like I've been wondering a little bit that it's almost like this. Some striving for this effortlessness, if if it's not there, it's almost like it's keeping up some mm, identity or something. Because sometimes when I've got so tired of of that, that is is just I've had enough. I as as someone striving had enough, then. Then somehow something has collapsed, and and the other and awareness it's been more more prominent than this kind of feeling of yes. effortless. Yes, it it's it's a hoax on the mind, making an effort to be effortless. It's like someone tell you act naturally. It just doesn't happen. When you become conscious of it, then it's quite unnatural, in some way. So it 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 also creates so much pressure inside. It burns so much energy. It's like you speak about responsibility. It burns tremendous energy. You see. And then something just becomes so bunged up, it can only kind of collapse. And when it collapses, the effortless is. So the very attempt to be effortless is already watched from effortlessness, actually. It's only when the identity goes with the one who wants to be effortless, then they have trouble. Then, then strain comes. Sometimes it, uh, it seems like feeling of effortlessness is, is, is almost like a, a consequence, like a result of, of abiding in a way, saying yes and 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 mm. you know, in in a way being a good spiritual seeker. Like it's not necessary to add that. Saying yes does not make you into a good spiritual seeker. Making higher choices and, and, and this kind of thing. Yeah, it only if it becomes conceptual. You see, it is a natural evolutionary impulse to do better. Do you see? But if you give this to the mind, then the mind turns it into a kind of into junk food, basically. It just makes it into yes. Now you're going. To, you're not doing enough, and this is a different thing. And the power of satsang is to help you to develop the 
the discernment to know when that's coming from the mind and just to ease off the gas with that and stay into neutral or something. Easy. There may be some kind of compulsive tendency to kind of go into this this need to, to do or something, or to be seen to do, or to make an effort, or to try and you know, that nothing is you know, credible unless you work hard for it or something. And there's a time to work hard also. There is a time to work hard. When is the time to work hard? But do you know the difference? No use, you know, sort of like pedaling a bicycle going downhill. So you just can know somehow when to just kind of relax. The the thing is doing it by itself. The trouble comes with the one who wants to know how to do what is already done. So this simple lessons somehow is all to do with the ego's mischief somehow. And uh, and to come out of it. Very easy. Forget about it. Forget about all these things. Asking many questions, and always use, used to say, just find who you are, and that's it. And it seems that this scene came in a way, and it just there's no doubt in it, mm. nothing like this. And um, there is so much space and peace and joy, but some, and even identification comes and everything, but it just comes only for a moment, because there is like kind of this remembrance of. These things must come because it to keep you on your toes a little bit. You need a little bit of friction in life, you know, or else we just go to sleep. You need a bit of friction in life. To stir it up a little bit, to keep somehow, you know, it's like you have to tighten the strings a little bit, or as the tune, the tuning is not there. Something has to tighten the tension, ding, 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 and like this a little bit. So it's good. Accept everything but without making. Is this thing? Is it possible? That's so simple. Is it possible? It's, so it's already it's already done. Why? What? Why <laughs> is it possible? Is it possible it makes it into, you know, like a future? Is it possible? You know, but it's already done. The whole thing is the cake is baked already and in your belly. Why are you talking about? <laughs> is it possible that it was nice? It was damn nice. <laughs> it's a very English response, you know. Is it possible? It could be so simple. It's bloody, it's bloody simple. I mean, you know, what more simple than that? You know? <laughs> it's already done. Ramakrishna said, using the mind, like the mind is like a shallow stream with mud very close to the surface. See, actually, us living here in places like this, you know, you're satsang, you're taking now satsang from the land itself. 
because we have so many experience. We know what water can do. We know how you know what the rain can do. You know what the sun can do. You know you really do now because you don't have the protection of the city. We are kind of nature is rubbing against your skin, so you know this. He said, "The mind is like a shallow stream with mud very close to the surface." If you want to drink clean water, scoop very lightly. That's a beautiful metaphor. Scoop lightly. If you go too deep, everything becomes mud. Now, some people have gone into the mind so much, it's all mud, no clean water at all. They want clean water, they've got to be quiet again and let the, let the mud settle. Then you can scoop again a bit lightly. For me, it points to that sometimes you think you're going very deeply, deeply, but it's only into your mind. The mind says the self is deep, 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 but it's the mind that can go deep, 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 deep. The self is not deep nor shallow. It just is. While we have the sense of being a person, it seems to be hiding behind the screen. There seem to be, it's it's here. I can sense it. It's here. But the one who is even saying it's here is also watched in that. This is the twist, the twist of consciousness. <laughs> and if you get it, then the delusion is over. But we are so indoctrinated into the ego, where we believe, we think, we sleep, we wake up, we work, we effort everything with the identity of being a person. Person is getting closer and closer to consciousness. That's a big trip. But the things I'm saying cannot be said out on the street. You must be in some condition to to be able to to hear it, to feel it, to understand, to assimilate it, and for it to unite with your being. Not any Tom, Dick, and Harry can get it. Every now and again, I have a glimpse and ponder on these things that somehow, what kind of planet is this? Because all these beings are here in form here, and are, are this which projected the form and is living in the form, like a spider produces a web out of itself and then goes and lives in the web. The consciousness produces all these beings and is dwelling in the heart of them. And rarely it sees itself as it is. So, what kind of planet is this? I don't know. I don't know because we all think we are so great. It, 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 just can, it just seems like a spell. I don't have another way. The man seems to be so intelligent, which his intelligence is consciousness, essentially. Consciousness produces the instrument of a human being in order to act as a second creator. It must be a sort of spell, because we create so many beautiful things, so many wonderful things, and yet we ourselves we don't understand. Ourselves we don't understand. We can do all these things to make metal fly in the sky or sail on water. No, we can do all these things. Go to other planets. But ourselves we don't understand. What's what's left but play? Hmm? 
what's left but to play. We are being played also. The playing itself, it's said that once one has realized the self, the rest of your days is for enjoying. And it is true. You are enjoying. It's an enjoy. It's enjoying your being. What has to do? <laughs> what has to do? Maybe that's the correct meaning of to enjoy yourself. <laughs> well, I think that's enough for now. You get together, you sit around, we talk, we listen, and in the end you know nothing. You've learned nothing. Is it like that? I myself was just a regular guy. And then this thing showed up. I have not been the same since. <laughs> I want to say that now, um, with the perspective that I'm going to leave, I feel completely fearless, and I feel very, very light at the same time. I have the feeling that I have thrown away and left a lot of weight I was carrying with me. And uh, there is nothing that can somehow worry me, in a sense, which sometimes feels, if I see you, I think, what's What's going on with you, no? <laughs> because um, before I remember I left this place where I'm going to go, like 20 years ago, mm. the place where my parents live, no? And I never, never, ever wanted to go back there because it was so charged with uh, a lot of well, stuff, no? And now. Uh, there is somebody really laughing about all of this. <laughs> and yeah. Very good. I feel very well, I had uh, two very, very strong months here, very intense months. And I have the feeling I have gone through all my childhood traumas and whatever and, and could really see that it's just not real and let it all go. Mm. And suddenly, since, since a week or so, I, I feel such a strength coming in, uh, coming up from itself. And I, I clearly see that there is nothing I have to do with that. It's just happening, and and I feel, yeah, I feel very confident. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm very happy. And even. Uh, 
no fear to fail at all because I have failed so many times in my life and so what? It has just brought me to you, which is the biggest <laughs> blessing I feel I could ever receive. So. <laughs> Can you fail again? There is nobody to fail. Thank you very much. <laughs> or succeed. Or succeed. Very good. Yes. <laughs> 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 you are discovering the the untouched the untouched one, the unblemished one, the immutable one. Therefore you are happy like that. It's almost as though one throws away knowledge altogether. Laboured knowledge. <laughs> Thank you. You remember what I wrote about the instant? What it said? What did it say? The instant it is recognized, your whole lifetime becomes an instant. I said, the instant that the truth is recognized, your whole life becomes an instant. Shri <laughs> 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 <laughs>